I find myself keeping busy this last few weeks working on a proje project that has me building a framework for a kind of a brand new business development team. Not necessarily the full blank sheet of paper, but pretty close to it. And so I've been looking at various different sales technologies and trying to put together a process that would work well initially and work well as you sweat it and under pressure later on. Um, and on these podcasts, a lot of the time, I talk experientially about the work I'm doing with some clients uh, here and some clients there and various approaches to selling and business development that mostly remain anonymous. And in this project that I'm working on, I've had the chance to encounter some selling techniques and I've been the buyer for a change. And it's been a real, um, it's really interesting process. So I'm typically speaking to a bunch of data providers, sales technology or people selling software that can help you target all of these different data sets. And this work brings you in contact with people on this island, on the island next to us and then over in the States. So I think probably all in, I've spoken to maybe 10 different people. And it was a really interesting uh, experience and some very valuable insights into how businesses manage inbound sales. And, you know, there's a, a disproportionate amount of effort goes into outbound prospecting. And you have a lot of channels that can add value to your inbound sales, such as email, your website, social media, the telephone. And when the telephone rings, salespeople tend to get on top of it. And I've, I'm now kind of recognizing that some people don't always deal brilliantly with inbound sales, uh, taking an awful lot of stuff for granted. And I'm going to sort of tease that out over the duration of this podcast. One of the organizations that I've spoken to has a database of 940 million business contacts and that organization is LinkedIn. And um, I'll tell you about them in a second. I'm not going to mention any of the other companies because whilst they're, they did the job really well, they got to the point of um, qualifying me in or qualifying me out and disqualifying me based on um, certain questions and certain criteria, which leads me to all of those acronyms that I'd mentioned quite a few months ago, BANT, uh, Medic, Anum, um, Champ, Faint, all that sort of stuff. So in reverse order, faint is funds, authority, interest, need, and timing. Champ is challenges, authority, money, and prioritization. Um, and you've got Anum, which is authority, need, urgency, and money. Bant, you should know. Uh, medic is metrics, economic, um, buyer, decision criteria, decision process, identify pain, and champion. That's the one I'm kind of fairly interested in. And then one that's primarily used in the inbound sales context is GPCTBA. Goals, plans, challenges, timeline, budget, and authority, consequences, and implications. Goals, so you understand the project's specific objectives. Plans, identify the plans they have made to achieve those goals. Challenges, you recognize the challenges in executing the plan. Timeline, determine the time frame. Budget, what money is available. The authority, recognize who's in charge of making decisions. Consequences, and those are consequences of inaction, 
they address what happens if no action is taken, what would happen if, perish the thought, that kind of behaviour, and then the implications of success, so explore the positive outcomes if challenges are addressed. Some of those uh, final ones are kind of taken in um, some kind of te it's all textbook selling, let's face it. So all of them, you know, Bant is the, is the um, one that everybody knows, budget authority, need and timing. But whenever you're having somebody try and sell to you um, and you have sent an email or you've asked for a demo and the first thing they do is put an SDR on to, to determine whether you're worthy of a, a demon, demonstration. And my profile on LinkedIn is basically shift control as a consultancy of one. Um, that's me, Shane. And so these guys have come on to LinkedIn, done a bit of stalking around me and determined that, you know, what I need is probably not going to make them rich or take them to a better holiday next year. And they treat that accordingly. So they'll they'll engage for sure, no doubt about that. They will be pleasant. There's not, nobody was really rude at all, quite the reverse. They were all very friendly, um, but they had a really, really clipped sense of uh, process so they couldn't wait to get through all of the stages and the one that i was hit with a lot was the band i was also hit with the um faint funds authority interest need and timing and indeed the gpc tba um goals plans challenges timeline budget authority consequences and implications get get your head around that if you will but the conversation would go quickly through all of all of those particular stages uh, in that one there's one two three four five six seven eight stages so that eight, eight stages in an, in an inbound sales context is really really complex for somebody to get the answers to all of that but try and go for some more relevant information to try and take a deeper dive um, either sort of horizontally and vertically you know to try and cover as much information as you can and on a number of occasions, I was catching people out as they were saying, you know, uh, is there anyone else who would benefit from being at the next meeting? Um, and, you know, when it comes to the authority, is that you? Because you're a consultant and it would take a disproportionate amount of time to explain to them that, yeah, it will be with me because these are recommendations that I'm making and I'm not going to take them to the board um, if I didn't stand by them. And I'm not going to take everybody's to the board. And... But the way that they did it was so transparent, it was untrue. A couple of them I called out, uh, you know, on the um, when they talked about authority and when they talked about challenges and the consequences of an action, you know, and they would literally say to me, so what's your goal with this project? Like, really, what was my goal with the project? For them to have any kind of sincere interest in that, you know, that's not the right question to ask, I don't think. And so they were just really filling in the blanks on their CRM or their master sheet when it came to doing their job, they could go back to their line manager and say, yeah, I had 15 of these calls today and I've got, under all the categories, I've got some answers. One company that won't remain nameless was a company called Demandbase, who were a big, uh, big outfit. I think they were taken over by somebody who was taken over by somebody else and they've probably turned into a fairly unwieldy organisation. Um, I'd asked for a demo three or four times and uh, it didn't happen and then I reached out on LinkedIn to speak to someone in their Belfast office and explain the situation and the next thing I get a LinkedIn message from one of their reps 
hey Paul how's it going um believe you're interested in talking to us um just so that you know um our product spend you know the minimum spend that we would need to make this work from you would be about forty thousand pounds a year uh, I'm not joking so he was basically disqualifying me um on the basis that he must have thought I just simply couldn't afford to to use their technology like forty thousand pounds is a really really high entry point for software and sales I think what do you think is that is that right do you have experience of any of this because this, this is the first time recently sorry the first time recently in a long time that I've had to get stuck into the middle of this and assess what's going on and what what I learned from it is that there are some people who are just going through the motions and are are taking inbound leads as kind of penalty kicks and they're missing them left right and center um the one organization to buck that trend would be LinkedIn and my experience with LinkedIn has been really 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 excellent there was a an SDR or a pre-qualification stage with a young girl called Sinead who was really brilliant who's very very um clearly knows what she's talking about has a has, has more than just a passing interest in what you're doing for your business um was asking questions that were coming naturally to her so it didn't really get a sense that there was a chronology that she was sticking to but there were certain things that she had to get answers to before she moved forward and so she couldn't understand the relationship that i had with this organization and she was looking through normal channels she was going to linkedin my website i was giving her the name of the company she was going to their website but that only was telling part of the story and so she spent a lot of time trying to filter down filter me as a as a prospect to put her into the sales funnel so that she could give it to the right person to deal with so it wasn't the enterprise scale but there was an opportunity there somewhere and so anyway long story very short i ended up speaking to another one of their reps a guy called jason who i'm still speaking with and i'm just trying to see what his title is because they would have a very very different way of doing things than anybody else which is probably um jason miller at linkedin okay so yeah, just jason is um an account exec an executive right so an account executive okay so he asked me a whole bunch of stuff and the way they introduced themselves uh, today yesterday was jason was saying okay so you've spoken to shanae paul just to recap on that conversation what does this sound like and it was going through that conversation um repeating the data capture that Sinead had gone through and then taking it to the point where we began our conversation. We had a very, very interesting conversation for an hour where I got a real good deep dive into um, what what they do, how they can help, how this system could work for me, um, their deep sales, account-based marketing, all the stuff that we were looking at doing is like right up their street. And then at the end of the day, got an email that says, following off our conversation today, um, here's a summary of what I heard on our call. Here's a summary of what I heard on our call. Like that bypasses the old letter that I used to send out. Um, I hope this meets your understanding of our conversation. You know, the um, the Irishman in London trying to sound like an Englishman. That kind of letter. Here's what I heard on our call is exactly what he delivered and two or three paragraphs later. And everything was, I understand this. This is what happened. Um, Based on that, this could happen. Based on that, that could happen. Therefore, here's my proposal. 
and it was brilliant. It was done in a really short space of time, like uh, brilliant, just really, really brilliant. Um, so obviously LinkedIn are, are leading the market. Um, clearly they've got a much better product offering than most people. So even their data, uh, everything can be filtered by everything. Their data is up to date. People who tend to move jobs tend to change their profile and boast about where they're going and what they're doing. So a lot of the content is shifting sands in real time, which is brilliant. But there was no overconfidence. There was no arrogance. There was none of it. There was a really, really effective sales process that they clearly identified. I'd reached out to them and they were not going to miss the penalty. Made me think then about other businesses who are relying a lot on spending, uh, you know, a deadly amount of money to drive, um, you know, email conversations, website conversations, social media, telephone stuff, going to exhibitions, all that stuff, above the line communications, billboards and all that sort of stuff. And this is um, something that a lot of businesses may not really be geared up to or geared up for because a lot of the effort and training from, from my perspective, and I'm sure other training companies like this could validate this, it's about acquisition, it's about outbound, it's about um, prospecting, it's about speaking to new people. Um, it's about speaking to lapsed and dormant customers, all that sort of stuff. So there's a way of targeting new business. But when it comes to managing inbound stuff, which is also new business, um, they come up with some challenges that I'd like to discuss in the remainder of this pod, pod, uh, podcast. When you have a load of different channels that have different interfaces, metrics and tools, it's really difficult for some people who are not that sophisticated to create a unified process that can integrate the data and the leads from each channel. If you're dealing with four or five calls a week or you're dealing with 20 emails, um, some tire kickers and a couple of online chats, that can be that can sound like it's manageable. But there's a lot of hard work goes into that, treating that like a proper lead. Um, each one of those is a proper lead. And so the data capture, the diagnostics, um, the asking all the right questions, the relationship building, you know, without being too presumptuous, you know that um, a lot of the cases it was a cut and paste exercise. They're speaking to you and three of your competitors. So the speed with which you go back um, and the depth with which you go back. The really simple thing, how do you prioritize? Even if there's 10 or 12 or 20, how do you prioritize which one um, you go back to first? So not, not every inquiry will translate into a qualified lead. And so you need a system in place that helps you distinguish between the high and low potential prospects. A lot of businesses don't have that. A lot of businesses are pumping a lot of money into um, generating inbound inquiries. And when the phone rings, it's getting right, right, get that phone answered. I remember a client of mine back in the day would hear the phones ringing in the office and he didn't care if that was an interdepartmental phone call. He used to run around and be furious that nobody would answer the call, basically saying, like, I'm spending a million pound a year to get these phones to ring and there's nobody answering the phones. So this is all based on the fact that you have people answering the phones and answering the emails properly and answering them quickly. So you've got your lead prioritization. Who do you speak to first? And then what is a good response time? So if you're delayed in your response, even for whatever reason, for a simple mishap at work, for somebody waiting for somebody else to come in, that somebody's on holidays, two days later you snooze, you lose, and you can lose a sale just as easily as that, especially when 
people who are inquiring through these social and digital channels have an expectation that you're going to come back to them really quickly, effectively, um, et cetera, et cetera. So then you're talking about uh, a consistency in message. So you've got these different channels and maybe there's not an alignment into what they're saying. Um, people go onto your website, they may be able to take a dive left and right of the subject matter and find as much information as they want. You don't know how much information they've gathered when they make the request. The same information may not be available on a LinkedIn post. Um, it may not be available on social media. It may not be available on a blog post that you've emailed out. So what is the, the you know, have you got a really, really robust content strategy that's a, a making it an omni-channel campaign rather than just the occasional silos firing out at each other? And then if you're working in a business where you're getting a deadly amount of leads, what resource do you have allocated to that in terms of the right people, the timing and the money that's there to help move these inquiries into the funnel to become a prospect or an opportunity or however your pipeline is written? And then we're all about the data. So how has this stuff been measured? What does success look like? You know, you get four or five phone calls in on a Monday or Tuesday after doing some activity the week before. It feels great. There's a really good sense to it. There's a noise. There's a buzz. But are you measuring the cost per response, the cost of acquisition, the sales cycle, and you're getting all the data uh, analytics together? So collecting, managing, and analyzing data from the multiple channels is definitely overwhelming if you're not geared up for that. And so some people, I guess, are spending a load of money getting the phones to ring. But the question is, is it worth? Is it a worthwhile exercise? Um, getting the key metrics right and understanding which channels are delivering the best ROI needs sophisticated or fairly sophisticated data analytics tools and expertise to manage that. And if your business is dealing with multiple hundreds of inquiries or even into the thousands, you know, you need to be really kitted up for that and ready to make sure that every single prospect that comes in is treated professionally with dignity, with speed, accuracy, professionalism, all that sort of stuff. And then you're managing all of that on the other side of it. Then there's lead tracking, okay? So you're taking the uh, journey from the lead to the point of entry through the sales funnel to the conversion, which becomes then um, moves into customer success or account management or delivery and account management, so on and so forth. So all that stuff needs to be tracked. And again, if you're only doing, uh, if you're generating a handful of leads, but those are high ticket leads um, with big prize outcomes, then you kind of want to make sure you're in control of that. It just gets really complex um, unless you have um, good people there when you're dealing with big numbers. And then when your business is growing, how do you scale that, you know? Um, how can how can you manage to grow the inbound lead volume and at the same time deliver consistently the levels of customer service that you've become known for in the marketplace? Um, and, 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 and there's a whole bunch of stuff that follows on from that. And it was really interesting to see the process that, that LinkedIn had delivered on. And I thought it was really, really you know, I guess something that you would expect from a, uh, an organization of that scale, they hold the keys to the data for a lot of B2B organizations. And so they know that they're maybe in the driving seat, that they can, they can drive all day. They could be really, really abrupt. They could be quite curt. They could not respond to requests for demos, or they could be actually really, really pleasant, professional and thorough 
in the way that they bring you into their organization and make sure that you land with the right person who can manage you through the rest of the process. And for all of those acronyms, you know, from medic and champ and bant and all that sort of stuff, whatever LinkedIn we're using was really, really effective. I would say 99% of people that are, are going through this process aren't really looking out for the acronyms or the sales methodologies in play. But it's interesting to know that whenever people do it right, you know, it looks just seamless. And I think that's a big win for LinkedIn. Um, but a really interesting experience as somebody who's coaching on selling to, to sit in the seat and undergo what it feels like to be sold to and feel like a buyer. We used to um, close off with this, if you're listening this far. Um, we used to ask salespeople in the automotive trade um, when they weren't working on Saturdays to go out and try and test drive a really, really a status car, you know, like a Jag or a BM or a Mercedes and see what it felt like to be sold that experience, not the car, but that experience, and then reflect at the end of the day on how that experience looked like the experience they were delivering for other customers. Um, interesting. If you're interested in it and you wanted to do that, it would be um, interesting to see where you stood against some of the uh, more elevated players, the Mercedes of the um, SaaS model would be LinkedIn, maybe, wouldn't it? Um, thanks thanks for listening. I appreciate you spending this amount of time. It's a, long, a longer um, solo podcast than usual. I'm now getting up a bank of people to come and get um, discussing uh, and the interview format again. So I look forward to sharing some of those with you over the coming weeks. Appreciate you tuning in and I'll talk to you soon.